The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Let's do it, guys. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah! Hey, ready? What am I hearing? I am back and better than ever. Hey, we're back. All right, listen for it in three, awesome. two, this I love, one. Pow! Broadcasting from coast to coast and around the world. Welcome to the Revolution with Jim and Trav. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Hey, somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Get ready for explosive access deer hunting, harvesting and grilling jackrabbits, and record-breaking catfish. All right here on today's Revolution. Yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about, all that stuff. All that stuff. Wild outdoor pursuits on today's show. We are going to talk haggis, catfishing, bear hunting. And access deer hunting in Hawaii. Uh, a lot of cool stuff. We're actually going to be joined just a second by country music artist uh, Dave McElroy. He's the host of a Hang Time with Dave, the Sportsman Channel Saturdays, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time. First time ever on the show. After him, though. Hey, we're going to have Scott Layseth. He's an old hand with us. Uh, his program called Dead Meat. It's on Friday nights at 7. 30 Eastern Time on Sportsman's Channel. Yeah, plus uh, Saturdays, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Sundays, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and we will wrap things up with an update from Cat Daddy. How? Uh, the tuna tub has survived. Is floating. She's doing good, and he's out there catching uh, amazing catfish right now. That's the old flat bottom girl. She's got a big old booty. She's got some <laughs> junk in the trunk. Uh, she got a couple outboards back there. All right, so let's get to. Hey, we're going to get to uh, McElroy. Yeah, Dave McElroy. His friends call him McElroy. They call him Mac. Mac. It's Wild Outdoor Pursuits this week on The Revolution. I love it. Good. Now let's kick off a two-part interview with Dave McElroy, host of Hang Time with Dave on Sportsman Channel, Saturdays, 1.30 p.m. Eastern, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's part one. So we're just hanging out with Dave. <laughs> What's up? I said Dave! All right, so Dave McElroy, again, host of Hang Time with Dave. Sportsman Channel, Saturdays, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Country music sensation, Mr. Dave McElroy. Welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, guys. How are you doing this morning? Thank you for having me on. Well, yeah, it's great to have you on. You know, the fact of the matter is, we before we uh, we got in the air, we were talking with you about you just got back from Hawaii hunting Axis deer. Oh, it was so much fun. What a, what an interesting animal! I'm telling you, I would have thought being in the you know in the deer family that a lot of their traits, a lot of their habits would be the same during the mating season as our whitetail, you know, across the Midwest. And let me tell you, it's entirely different, entirely different. It was super exciting and super beautiful. Oh my gosh, you're hunting in what appears to be kind of an African area because they they went through a severe drought. And in, yet you're looking out over the ocean as you're hunting, and it's the most beautiful thing. We were on Molokai, the island of Molokai, and it was unbelievably gorgeous. How big is an axis deer? Is it like the size of a whitetail? Is it like the size of a mule deer? What would you compare it to size-wise? You know, it's it, it would be the size of maybe a Texas 
white oh, tail. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, so smaller bodies, yeah. a slightly smaller body. Uh, you know, I'd say maybe a third smaller than a Midwest white tail. Okay, you know? so so it'd be like so, a hill hill country deer. Yes, hill country deer for sure. You yeah. bet. You bet. And uh, you know, on the island, the side of the island we were hunting, they're slightly smaller bodies than the other side of the island. And it, it's interesting. It's really interesting, but still about a third smaller than the white tail. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when you go to a place like Hawaii, you know, a lot of people, they think more of the beach, like your song Vibin', you know, <laughs> you're going there, <laughs> you're going there to hang out. You're not really going there to hunt. How is it cost wise? Cause you think everything in Hawaii is just doggone expensive. Is it expensive to hunt on Hawaii? And is it, are they friendly, open to a lot of hunters? You know, it, it's interesting. That's a really interesting question, actually. Um, they need the access deer population controlled. So they are open to hunters because there's no natural predators there. Mm. So they don't have coyotes. They don't have wolves. They don't have anything that really attacks the deer, you know, other than a, like about every hundred years they have a drought. And they just went through a drought. So that actually really killed off a lot of their deer. And yet they're still an amazing amount of deer. Like one night we sat there, we watched 300 deer. Oh, wow. You know, and out of those 300 deer, there were 71 bucks. <laughs> Are you so, serious? Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm not even kidding. There's so many deer there. It, it's crazy, especially on the island of Malachi. And um, so they are open to that. They need people to, to help them with the, you know, control of the deer. There's only 7,000 inhabitants wow. on the island of Malachi, which makes it even more beautiful because it hasn't been commercialized. You're not going to find a Walmart. You're not going to find a Target. Yeah. It's just gorgeous, gorgeous land. And, uh, it's, it's, it, it was amazing. It was one of the most beautiful hunts I've ever been on. It was truly, truly amazing. Yeah. So you're looking at, you're hunting. And, and Malachi also happens to have two of the most pristine beaches in all of the Hawaiian islands. Oh, wow. One of the beaches is over three miles long of pure white sand. No way, and, really. Um, um, there's a lot of turkeys. That we saw in Malachi. I'm telling you, I wish I had brought my shotgun. <laughs> I saw I saw a couple of beards that made me want to cry. Well, you know what's like, a bit- why don't I have a turkey like? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was looking up. They have axis deer, Polynesian boars, ibex and Spanish goats, black buck, uh, antelope, Hawaiian black sheep, buck, yep. yeah, and also turkeys. But a large variety of game birds. And I was kind of thinking because you're a big upland hunter, they have a ton of pheasants oh, and yeah. quail and doves, man. Oh, it was unbelievable. I can't tell you how many pheasants and quail I saw. Really? So many. Yes, we were driving out so many. That's yeah, a- there's a lot of things you could have hunted on this island. There's no doubt about it's like it. like Malachi, yeah. the new South Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the new South Dakota. Well, I'm not sure I go that far, but it's pretty good. Now, you, you, you had mentioned that they, they just had a drought there. Now, that probably killed off some of the underbrush, but uh, is it all spot and stalk? Or do they have deer stands? What do they have? How did you hunt them? You know, it was mostly spot and stalk. Mm. Um, there's a lot of mesquite there. A lot of mesquite. And so, you know, as you're hunting, it's just, you know, we go to different ridges. We go to different gorges, uh, of which there are so many there. And we just kept working the different areas and, and, and looking for movement. And I'm telling you, our guides, I've never, like, I've always kind of prided myself on having a good eye for being able to pick out movement, pick out, you know, deer. And our guides, boy, I'm telling you, they, they put me to shame. I mean, these spotted buck, these axis deer really blend in. They really blend in. 
It's like, okay, go to that dirt patch. Go 20 yards up to the right, and then another, you know, and then, okay, there you go, little teeny hole, three, four feet around, and you'll see the movement in there, you know, and it's like, it was just crazy. And then where there's one, there's more. Yeah. That's the thing is they, they're never alone. And so if you see one, you see 10, or you see 30. Wow. You know, like passing through or 15 passing through or, you know, it was really, it, it was a really, really interesting hunt. And it's funny because, you know, how our whitetail, they do ground scrapes. Now they do a lot of rubs there. You know, they do a lot of rubs, but they're not doing ground scrapes and they don't urinate down the back of their legs and their glands. None of that. They mm. call out to each other like an elk. Really? You know, but yeah, it's very interesting, but it's, they call it barking. They mm. bark at each other. And the barks are very specific. Like, you can definitely tell the females from the males. You can tell the young males from the adult males. And uh, there's a couple nights where we were just waiting. I mean, just waiting. Like, one night we had, like I said, we had almost 300 below us. You know, two to 300 deer milling around below us. And there is this one definite mature, uh, you know, uh, axis deer just barking out. And it's just a deep, low guttural bark. Mm. And he was about a hundred yards up the ridge. Oh, we wanted that rascal to come down, but he wasn't. He, he wasn't coming out before dark. Let me tell you. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> no. Hey, uh, hey, Dave. We gotta, Dave, we've got to we've got to take a break. Can you stick around? Absolutely. I'd love. To, you guys are great. I'd love to hang with you. <laughs> okay. Hey, we're talking with Dave McElroy, and of course, he's the host of Hang Time with Dave on Sportsman's Channel Saturdays at one thirty in the afternoon. That's right. First season, all new episodes airing. Make sure you watch it. This has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Now, Mr. Dave, to learn more about Hang Time with Dave, your partners, where you're going, your crazy adventures, your music man, where can we find you online? I tell you what, you can go to uh, DMAC Band. So that's my social media, D-M-A-C-B-A-N-D. Uh, DMAC Band, that's for my music and for the hunting show. Now you can go to my website, DaveMcElroy.com. And the website for Hang Time with Dave McElroy is coming soon with our new merch. Ooh. So that's kind of fun. Yeah. And for my music, well, you can go to, I've got my own Spotify channel. I've got my own uh, Pandora channel on Apple Music. Every every music outlet you can think of, I'm there. And uh, you can even when you're in your favorite dive bar, you can pull me up on Touch Gym. Oh, so, there you go. Yeah. Hey, more Dave right after this. Don't go anywhere. Dear Meat, we heart shape you. Hey, Venison, we love you, love you so. Hey, Venison, don't you know we love you? Oh, Venison, we love you, love you so. There's a place where you can get all your outdoor information, read articles, check out cool blogs, listen to show archives, recipes, get the best expert advice from our hunting and fishing professionals, and you can even interact with us. Log on to JimandTrav.com right now to join the revolution, and Jim and Trav will be right back. Ability. Efficiency. Virtuosity. It's a master class in the art of the driven hunt. 11 years in the making. I gotta tell you, it was a thrill. Discover techniques and tricks of European-style driven hunts from some of the world's best riflemen. So get ready. The hunt is about to begin. Wild Boar Fever, the art of boar. Presented by Aimpoint. Premier Saturday, September 11th at 5.30 p.m. on Outdoor Channel. High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo 
at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Wild Outdoor Pursuits is on today's revolution with Jim and Trav. Now let's get back to Dave McElroy, host of Hang Time with Dave on Sportsman Channel, Saturdays, 1.30 p.m. Eastern, presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at myoutdoortv.com. This is part two. Hey, we are back. We're talking with Dave McElroy. Of course, it's Wild Outdoor Pursuits on this week's show. And, uh, you know, Dave was talking before uh, the break about the barking that these uh, access deer do. Now, he's going from the sublime, which is Malachi, to the ridiculous, which is Sturgis. I'll bet you there's a lot of barks in Sturgis, isn't there? Oh, boy. Yeah, there is. <laughs> you, got, you got humans barking. You've got motorcycles barking. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be... you got me barking on the stage. You're yeah. going to be performing August 9th. Uh, that is, is Monday. That the Broken Spoke? That's Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, they, we, we Vince Gill asked for a position spot change, and so we are now playing on the 12th. Oh, really? The 12th now. I'm Sturgis, yes. So, and believe me, I will bow down to Vince Gill anytime. So. <laughs> well, you kind of have to. Vince Gill? You kind of have to. He's a yeah, big he's guy. Amazing. He's huge, though. He's, oh, like, yeah. massive. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's tall, and, and uh, he, I tell you, um, he's got easily the best band in Nashville. He's got a band called Time Jumpers, mm. and he brings in all these legendary artists. Every Monday at... Um, they're in Lindsley, and I'm telling you, it is the most enjoyable show ever. But he's actually doing a live performance himself on this one, and uh, that's going to be pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah. So. Now, speaking of barking, recent episode, Chasing Black Bears with Dogs of Hang Time with Dave. Yes. You know, that's not something yes. a lot of people do anymore. You know, most of the time when people go hunting, you're going to go sit over bait. And it's been outlawed, too, in some places. Yeah, in a lot of places, but that was cool, man. Yeah. I tell you what, it's, um, I've always hunted over bait. I've always hunted over bait, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of strategy to that, you know, to draw them in and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Um, I think, I think there's a lot of controversy for a long time about the bait hunters going, well, they're taking up all the, you know, the, the bear with their hounds, and, you know, it's, it's, they conflicted, the season's conflicted. And I'm like, you know, it's kind of a lost art, and it's something we wanted to show. And uh, it was an amazing experience. It really was. Watching these dogs work, I've never seen anything like it in my life. You know, when they had them up on the hood. That's the strike dog up on the hood? Yeah. So they do a thing called rigging. So it's like what they'll do is if they see a bear hit bait, right, at like 2 or 3 in the morning, and the, the, the scent is still fresh, They'll go to that bait stand, set the dogs loose, and let the dogs do their thing, mm. right? Yeah. If it rained, like the first morning of our show, it rained. And so, like, well, we're not going to do that. We're just going to rig. And rigging means that's when they put the dogs on top of the hood, and they drive through the roads where they've got bait stands to see if anything may have passed through. It's crazy watching the dogs work the thermals. Mm. Like, they'll be up top, and then all of a sudden, they'll dive their nose down to the almost over the hood of the truck, and then they start smelling there, and they, they just follow the thermals, and they follow the scents. And all of a sudden, when they lock onto a bear, they lose their mind. <laughs> I've never seen such desire in an animal. Like, bird dogs would be the best example of something that is just, they lock on that scent boy, and they are on it. You know, well, that's the same thing with hounds. It was crazy. It was, it was, uh, 
pretty impressive. It was really, really, really cool to watch them work. It's cool to watch their handlers work them. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a process. It's a lot of work. I'm telling you what. We we covered seven miles one day. Wow. Holy you know, cow. You're going, you're going up 1,500 feet and down 1,500 feet. And uh, we tracked one bear. At the, at the end of the episode, I, we were on a humongous bear. And sometimes these really monster bears, they just won't treat. Mm-hmm. They just won't. And and uh, we were on them for seven and a half hours. And uh, and the dogs finally wore out. He outlasted the dogs. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, now that's the interesting part about it. When you release the hounds, you've heard of people say, well, the fact of the matter is once yeah. you've released them, you got to go get them because they don't know come back. Oh, yeah. You know, and, you know, yeah. if, you get a, oh, yeah. if you get a plot hound or something like that, I mean, those things, uh, they they just stick on that, that thing. But, you know, stick on the on the trail. But the fact of the matter is oh, yeah. you got to go to where they're at to put them on a leash and bring them back. And so it yeah. is a long friggin' day, isn't it? I would say on average, we average about maybe five hours of sleep. Wow. Each day at the most, at the most. By the time we got done hunting, got back, you know, showered up and went to bed, it was, you know, we were getting up four hours later, five hours later to head back out. You know, it's, it's, cause you got to get out there early, you know, super early, cause you're driving usually about an hour to where the bait stands are and you want to get there right about sun up, which is about 5.30 a.m at that point and so yeah it was it was some long days but i tell you it was totally worth it we had one bear you know they they track all the bear on gps and this bear was like normally when they when they call it you know a tree of bear they you can see them all stop in one location they'll all stop and they'll just sit there and bark 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 and they'll bark until you get there you mm-hmm. know and it takes a while i mean you're moving as fast as you can up these mountains and whatnot trying to get to where they're at and we had this one group that they would stop but then they'd run in a circle and stop and they'd run in a circle and stop and I'm like you know it was right off the side of the road yeah so we're like oh they must have the bear treed on the side of the road in a big tree but why do they keep running in a circle the bear won't move like that yeah so we we're like we better get up there so we get up there and what it was, it was a, a two-year-old bear that had gone inside of a two-foot culvert. <laughs> so they were running from one, so they're, and so they're running from one side of the culvert, stopping, to the other side of the culvert, stopping. And we're like, what the heck? And there wasn't a single guy there that had ever seen anything like it. These guys have been guiding for years and years, like, we have never seen this in the creek. And then we got footage of it, you know, just shooting out the back of the culvert. It was the cutest thing. It was a color-faced bear. And, uh, oh, it was so cute. And that's the thing is we got a color phase bear that was just, just barely under seven feet. Wow. And, uh, which is pretty crazy. That's a, it's a very special bear when you get one in color phase. It was completely cinnamon. It was gorgeous. Oh, man. It was just gorgeous. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Dave McElroy. And, of course, he's the host of Hang Time with Dave on Sportsman's Channel, Saturdays at 1.30. Mm-hmm. And this has been presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. And make sure you download Dave's all-new single, Vibin'. 
Also, I love Let It Flow Trucker Hat again. Mr. Dave, to learn more about you and Hang Time with Dave's social media, man, where can we find you online? You can find me at, at DMACVAN, D-M-A-C-B-A-N-D. So DMACVAN for all my hunting and music. Uh, you can go to Apple Music, Pandora, Spotify. I've got my own channel. Uh, anywhere, really. You can go to Amazon. You can go anywhere. And, of course, my, my website is DaveMcElroy.com. And the Hang Time with Dave McElroy website will be up and running in about three weeks. Ooh. So that'll be up there, too. Yeah. So, sounds good. Hey, that was Dave McElroy. Coming up next is Scott Lyseth. He's the host of Dead Meat. Fridays at 7.30 Eastern Time. Yeah, and Saturdays, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, and Sundays, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. That oh. is Sportsman Channel. All right, Mr. Dave, God bless you. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Uh, God bless you, boys. And thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. You guys are the best. Thank you. Captain Flavorful Scott Laseth, the Sporting Chef, will return after the break with Jim and Trev to make your tongue slap you silly with delicious wild game recipes. <laughs> and for more exquisite wild game dishes, visit JimandTrav.com. Monday nights on Outdoor Channel, every adventure starts in the field and ends on the fort. The country is wild as you could ever dream. You better be ready to work for it. Join epic outdoorsmen as they hunt, fish, and forage around the world to create the perfect meal. Our quest is to bring in foodstuffs that are wild, delicious, safe, and healthy. The most mouthwatering night in Outdoor Channel history. Taste of the wild. Mondays beginning at 7. Bon appetit. Sprinkle the best of Western flavors by ordering from High Mountain Seasonings at HIMTNJerky.com today. That's HIMTNJerky.com. Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Talking wild outdoor pursuits. Now kicking off another two-parter with Mr. Scott Lasaf, host of Dead Meat on Sportsman Channel. Fridays, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Saturdays, 12.30 p.m. Eastern. And Sundays at 10 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's part one. Hey, we are back. We're talking wild outdoor pursuits on this week's show. Before the break, we had Dave McElroy. He's the host of Hang Time with Dave on Sportsman's Channel. But our next guest, you know, he is really champion the idea of hiring minorities. And, uh, you know, he he's now hired the Sioux. Like the Sioux Nation? Yeah. What are, you, what are you talking about? Well, he has a Sioux chef. Oh, there you go. It was a long ways to go for that. that but was, I thought it'd be cool. <laughs> that was a heck of a long ways. All right, Mr. Scott Layseth, <laughs> all like cuisine. Uh, dead meat, Friday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Saturdays, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And Sundays, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. That is Sportsman Channel. Mr. Scott, I know you like bad jokes. So, Jimbo, he nailed it. I worked it. <laughs> How's it going, buddy? It's going good. I'd like to do that joke over again. Could you set that with <laughs> Something funny. <laughs> Can you just mix a little humor in it next time? He's going to hire a pot of wami next time. Uh, all right. So really cool following your adventures. And uh, over the weekend, I was listening to your podcast. He, he uh, has adventures? Yeah, he has lots of adventures uh, with uh, Michelle Schurman. And uh, really neat, Dead Me. You've been doing a lot of stuff with Ed McCormick. Um, and, um, let me pull this up real quick. In the past, you have bow fished, uh, you know, hunted for stingrays, alligators, marsh hens, snipe, pigs. Uh, this time you're actually going to go out and tag sharks. Have you ever done that before? I have not. But what's cool about Ed McCormick, he is with, uh, FloridaBowfishing.com and he is one of the few people that we have done several shows with because he's got 
so many cool places to go, and it's Florida. I mean, mm-hmm. Florida, between Florida and Texas, the invasives and the things that most people don't want to eat, they're loaded with them there. So, um, Ed, my very first trip with Ed, we went after both Finn, and I'm telling you, it's the slimiest. I thought it was the slimiest fish. <laughs> Until just recently, but it's, <laughs> if you've ever seen Grinnell or Bowfin, if yeah. you don't get them cleaned right away, they turn into fish pudding. When you go to clean them, Ooh. you clean them with a spoon. Ooh. Sounds good, right? <laughs> it sounds delicious. <laughs> yeah. It actually makes you want to eat hagfish, is what it does. <laughs> now, hagfish is a whole different category. When people see hagfish, Mm-hmm. On the show, and it'll be it'll be on in November. We were on the central coast of California, and if you look up hagfish, you're going to go, "What the hell is that?" It doesn't look like something you want to eat. Um, it's a it has no eyes. It's really super slimy. They also call them slime eels, and they have kind of a lamprey like mouth that wants to latch onto you. And they will eat their way in through any possible orifice they can find, eat from the inside out, find a find an exit and go out that way. But this guy that we fished with, he gets eight to ten thousand pounds of these slimy phallic looking creatures and then he ships them live to Korea. What? So it's a big Korean. Now, in Paso Robles, in the central coast of California, I, I talked to two Korean restaurants because this is supposed to be a big Korean thing. And I said, I'd love for you to show me how they cook hagfish in Korea. And the first person laughed and said, oh, no way. And the second guy hung up. <laughs> so they must Which not answer your question. They must not cook authentic Korean food there then. I mean, they, well, so I did. So I smoked it, grilled it, and you'll just have to see how it turned out. But it's better than it looks. But one of the weird things about it, you know when you cut the head off a rattlesnake and, they and, their, and their, their eyes look at you and their tongue sticks out for about 20 minutes, and then the body itself is moving around for about 20 or 30 minutes. Well, these hagfish, after you cut the head off, gut them, peel the skin off them, throw them in a Ziploc bag, 18 hours later in the walk-in, they're still moving. No. Oh, really? Yeah. We're talking skeletons with meat. No, nothing else. <laughs> oh, my still God. Still moving the next day. So dead meat, he caught, grilled, smoked, and threw away hagfish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, and while we were there, we also shot some, some jackrabbits, which a lot of people don't eat. And they're fine. Oh, yeah. And we shot those with the 30 cal air guns, which the new, the FX air guns, the new generation of air guns are not what I grew up with. Now, jackrabbits, okay, are they, you know, you're out in California and it's like always pretty warm there where you're at. Um, are they kind of like cottontails where you, you really need to be eating them a certain time of the year? You know, here's when it gets cold and that's when they're better to eat. Uh, it's healthier. Is it the same out there with jackrabbits or not really? Well, it is. But I mean, with the tularemia thing, the rabbit fever, if you, you're, you take normal precautions and you sanitize everything and you're wearing gloves and you're not licking your fingers after you're cleaning a jackrabbit, <laughs> then then you'll be fine. And you just want to make sure you cook it to a safe temperature. And we cook the snot out of it, so we're not we're not taking any chances. In California, the weird thing is the deer season in the major zone where we are. Um, uh, it opens the first weekend in August. Now I've, wow. I've shot 
deer in 100 degree weather and i wouldn't recommend that either but that's it's they have kind of an early rut and so first weekend in august for rifle season in the a zone of california for deer too hot mm. all right so dead meat fridays 7 30 p.m eastern time saturdays 12 30 p.m eastern time and sundays 10 30 p.m eastern time that's dead meat on sportsman channel now you got to tell us bow fishing for alligator okay you're down there again with ed mccormick how was that did you enjoy that it was cool, and actually, we weren't we weren't bow fishing for them. We uh, oh. we throw the, the the big treble hooks, and we're gaffing them out there. Oh, that's what you're doing. And we've so we've got a treble hook on a line, and then I mean, we got to one pond, and there must have been forty gators in the one pond, and we we had two uh, gaff treble hooks into one of them couldn't budge it, so we never got to see how big this guy was. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we just went for the basic, um, you know, eight to nine footer. And, um, and then you do the bang stick to the back of the head when you get them close enough. And, and hopefully you put the bang stick in the right place and they don't come back at you. But one of the things, if, if you've ever had alligator tail, which normally it goes through a cuber and then they fry it, the alligator tenderloins are incredible. Really? And there's just not that much of them, but most people don't see the tenders. They just see the chunked up tail and they get them deep fried in Florida somewhere. But uh, there are other parts of the gator that are really good. Yeah. Well, you know, thing I, I've had uh, gator at various places around the country, but uh, at Papado's in Denver, uh, I don't know how they prepared it and what sauce they sent with it, but it was a great appetizer. That's good food. You know, I'll have to try that. I'm in Denver often enough. And, um, Papado's, you said? Yeah, Papado's. It's on the south side, uh, down there around um, Orchard. Scott's like, um, yep. I eat my alligator where they're indigenous. <laughs> 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 There's not a lot of gators. Denver. <laughs> uh, if you go to the sewers in Denver, you might find them. They're co- I like you said, the basic nine-footers. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Your garden well, variety. <laughs> yeah, just your that's small That's a good ones. eating size. You know, that's not the look how bad I am. Here's the biggest gator. You know, the good eaters are around eight or nine feet. Uh, all right, so Mr. Scott Layseth, currently filming Season 5 Dead Meat, one of the craziest, coolest, funnest shows there is. Uh, you can get it Friday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturdays, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sundays, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. Hey, Scott, can you stick around? We got to take a break. Sure. Okay. More Scott Lysith, of host of Dead Meat, right after this. Also, this has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Now, Mr. Scott, to learn more about you, Dead Meat, also the fishmonger, uh, and the Sporting Chef Man, where can we find you online? You know, uh, sportingchef.com is where you'll find recipes. Um, also, the cooking editor for the Ducks Unlimited magazine if you're looking for waterfowl recipes. But if you go to the Outdoor Channel and Sportsman Channel websites, look up the shows there and you'll find out all about it and when to watch it. Yeah, also, off the record with the Sporting Chef and Michelle, great podcast. Uh, where all can we hear it, man? It's everywhere. Um, it's everywhere podcasts are. Again, if you just go to sportingachef.com, click on podcast, that'll take you there. And, you know, we don't take our podcast too seriously. It's pretty much like the rest of everything else I do. So <laughs> we have a good time. Um, and Michelle was the eighth employee hired at the original Sportsman Channel, so she knows a whole lot about what's going on in the industry. That's right. Hey, more Scott Lakeship right after this. We eat wild game and frown upon shaving. Hey, guys. I feel kind of bad saying this, but um, 
I ate all the venison jerky. Ah, don't worry about it, buddy. There's another bag in the break room. No, I ate that one, too. Oh, man. Every last morsel. Darn it, buddy. You're fired. Girl, you screwed up. Don't you know that we love venison jerky, buddy? I'm sorry. wanted a bite. More hunts. More meat. Steven Rinella and the Meat Eater crew are back with a brand new series on Sportsman Channel. When you work really, really hard for something, it's incredibly gratifying. New adventures. New experiences. I was like nervous, excited. It's just like so amazing. The hunt is all about hanging with your buddies and having a good time in the woods. Fill up on Meat Eater Hunts. Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern on Sportsman Channel. Let's keep on. Chardonnay Finishing Sauce is one of the many tasty treats that awaits you at High Mountain Seasonings. Order your jerky and sausage kits, snack and sticks, marinades, rubs and shakers, and more by going to HIMTNJerky.com today. That's HIMTNJerky.com. The Revolution with Jim and Travis on the air. Chatting wild outdoor pursuits this week. What was that? A tease? Now let's rejoin the boys and Mr. Scott Lasef, host of Dead Meat on Sportsman Channel. Fridays, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Saturdays, 12.30 p.m. Eastern. And Sundays at 10 p.m. Eastern. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at HIMTNJerky.com. This is part two. Hey, we are back. We're talking wild outdoor pursuits on this week's show. And before the break, we had Scott Laseth talking about hagfish of all things. Talking hagfish. Now, Mr. Scott, um, let's get into, we need to start a movement like bring back the Dutch oven. Are you a big fan of using cast iron Dutch ovens and stuff? Big fan. And on our show, we've got C-Dub, C-W Welch, who spent 28 years as an Idaho game warden. And that's where he honed his uh, cast iron skills. And he's got cookbooks on cast iron. And we love this guy. Uh, C-Dub will always be part of the Sporting Chef show. And you can cook anything in a Dutch oven that you can cook in an oven. It's crazy. If you've ever been to a Dutch oven cook-off, and seeing some of the things that these people put together, it will amaze you. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is I like about cast iron, it's really easy to use. If you're going to make a, a a roast or you're going to make a bread or something like that, it's just being able to put the coals on the top and the bottom and let it cook. And you just kind of leave it alone, don't you? And you do. And one of the C-dubs sayings when it comes to Dutch oven cooking is, uh, if it smells burnt, it's burnt. <laughs> um, if it smells done, it's done. And if you don't smell anything, it's not done yet. <laughs> the old sniff test. <laughs> but that does kind of simplify the whole Dutch oven thing because, you know, for people that are really into it, it's like, well, you have to have eight Kingsford briquettes on top, yeah. two inches apart. It's not really all that technical. You put a few on the bottom, a few on the top. You You do it a few times and you figure out, what's going to burn it and what's not going to burn it. Yeah. But, I mean, bread, desserts, really everything. And people worry about seasoning their cast iron, and they all come pre-seasoned now. Camp Chef is who I use. They're, all of their stuff is pre-seasoned. And if you do happen to abuse it, 
Um, if it turns to rust, you can always bring a cast iron, anything, cast iron cookware back to life. All right, Mr. Scott Layseth, he is the sporting chef and host of Dead Meat. Friday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturdays, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sundays, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. Now, you have this lady named Lucy. She's a three-time world uh, champion spearfishing record holder or whatever. I heard somewhere you're fixing to go out with her and she's going to free dive a hundred feet down to spear grouper. Did I hear that right? You you did. And that was with our buddy Ed McCormick from uh, yeah. Florida Boat Fishing. And uh, Ed introduced us to Lucy. Um, Lucy, who is a cardiac nurse, um, again, the world uh, spear fishing record. And if you can imagine free diving down to 100 feet, now when I go about 10, 12 feet down when I'm snorkeling, you really start to feel the pressure. Oh, yeah. But then I don't look like Lucy. Which, um, <laughs> Lucy is very young and fit. I would be the opposite of those two things. And so for me to dive down 100 feet, I'm going to have to stay there, I think. I don't think I'm coming back up. Um, and it's what we're, Ed and I are going to be tagging sharks. Well, Lucy and I think Lucy's boyfriend are going to be spearfishing for these grouper down on the bottom. So we'll eat the grouper, tag some sharks, and who knows what. You know, whenever you're with Ed, you're going to get something cool. And the area where we're going to go around Crystal River in Florida is absolutely gorgeous. There's manatees. There's fish everywhere. We both fished for stingrays there, and I love that area. Yeah. Now, why are you tagging the sharks? You know... Ed tags them for what there's a research group there in Florida that he has a contract that he tags them and that way they can track their movements and age and habitat and all that stuff. So um, I'm there to learn what Ed does. One of the things that we don't do on the Dead Meat Show, we don't do we don't go too deep on research. We like to get there and see what happens. We don't want to force people to do something they don't want to do. We want to, we get there, we're gonna go, all right, Ed. Show me what you do. Tell me about tagging sharks, and that way we can learn at the same time the viewer learns. Yeah, and you, you don't turn around once you've tagged them and yell it, you're it. <laughs> no, it's not a game. Different. Well, I mean, it is kind of to me, but it, it's all business for Ed. Yeah, if you were to play that game, you would always lose. <laughs> um, now, what's interesting, unlike, you know, let's say Bobby Flay and a lot of these other celebrity chefs such as yourself, uh, you don't outsource most of your wild game. You go out there, you hunt, catch, kill your own game. Do you think that gives you a lot of insight, Mr. Scott? Almost like there's more love that goes into it. It's different like when you, you, you meet up and you have a personal hunter that, you know, gives you the wild game or something. But when you actually, you went out there, you applied for the tags, you did the hunting, you processed it, man, you aged it, and now you're cooking it. Do you think that gives you an edge? It gives you a much better appreciation for where your food comes from. Yeah. Um, as opposed to, again, just getting a shrink wrap package at the grocery store or having somebody hand you a duck that they shot. It's nice to know how that duck got to the dinner table. Um, it's, you know, it's a lot of it is a lot of the local movement and, you know, buying local, getting fresh, sourcing your own food. Um, it's not for everyone. I don't reckon if people don't want to hunt, I don't recommend that they go out and hunt just to see what it feels like to pull the trigger. But for those who are so inclined, 
Um, I think we have a much greater appreciation for what's out there. When you're in a duck blind before the sun comes up and you're hearing all these ducks flying over your head, you can't see them, but you're hearing them. You're hearing the marsh wake up. That really makes you appreciate that duck dinner that much more. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Scott Lakeseth. He's the host of Dead Meat. Uh, it's on, uh, where is it at? Uh, Friday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Saturdays, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And Sundays, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. Uh, who we got coming up next? Hey, coming up next is Cat Daddy, the Kansas Catman. Perhaps a little more elegant than Mr. Scott. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, so this is you can brought- tell by the slime. <laughs> uh, you can tell by the name. Uh, this has been brought to you by High Mount Seasonings. Visit them online to spice up your wild game cuisine at himtandjerky.com. Real quick before we get to break, got about 30 seconds. Big news with the sporting chef. We can kind of tease it a little bit. What is it, Mr. Scott? Well, after 20 years, um, I'm going to be stepping down as the host of The Sporting Chef next year, and it'll be on both Sportsman and Outdoor Channel. No way. Uh, Towards the second half of next year, you'll see the new format on Outdoor Channel with the new host. And I'm not telling you who it is, but you're going to like it. Big hint, it's no one from the Sioux Nation, and it's not Jim. Oh, no. I, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> you know, he lost that job, too. <laughs> he lost that one. All right, so Cat Daddy is coming up next. Mr. Scott, God bless you. We love you, buddy. See you, fellas. If you find yourself in a life-or-death situation or without a clean Tommy Bahama shirt, just think, what would Jim and Trav do? And when that fails, just log on to JimandTrav.com for expert advice from our hunting and fishing professionals. That's JimandTrav.com. And stay tuned. The revolution with Jim and Trav will continue right after these messages. Thanks for tuning into The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Now, here's our catfishing guru, the proprietor of the beanhole, and a man with over 250 pairs of overalls, Cat Daddy. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. Here are the boys. Hey, we're back. We're talking wild outdoor pursuits on this week's show. Uh, before the break, we had Scott Laceth talking about hagfish. Yeah, he is the host of Dead Meat. But our next guest, man, he's not dead meat. No, he's back on the water. <laughs> yes. The tuna <laughs> tub. She's alive. Mr. Cat Daddy, how's it going, buddy? Well, it's going a lot better than it was last week, boy. Mm-hmm. Went and picked the old tuna tub up, and she was just shake, rattling, and rolling, waiting on me. I'm going to tell you what, it's true. Hope does float, and it's the tuna <laughs> tub. How did it feel? I, I don't sooner got her home and uh, had some people call me wanting to go fishing. I told them, well, I'll meet you out to Banner Creek. They go, well, where is that? And I said, yeah, I told them, you know, I met them out there. And Man, they didn't want to keep no fish. All they want to do is catch it. Boy, I wore them out, man. Did I mean, you wore really? We caught 39 channel cats, and uh, they were done by 9 o'clock. And now, if, if they would have kept their five fish limit, they would have been done at 9 o'clock in the morning. And we got no. there at 6. Holy they kept throwing them back, so they caught, you know, almost 40 fish. 40 fish? That is insane. You know what? That little bit of time, uh, the hiatus you had from getting on the water, you, you gave back, them a rest. You backed off the pressure, and so now they're just in abundance, aren't they? Yeah, they better get wily, though, because, boy, I'm on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, now, when you're out there Banner Creek, now, were you using the old bean hole method, or did, were you drift oh, fishing? Yeah. Yeah, it, it was the beanhole method, but heck, I hadn't been out there for two months. Wow. And, and uh, because of my boat, you know, and as soon as I dumped a few beans out there, the oh, oh yeah, I, I could just see them talking to each other. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, I almost pictured that uh, Ricola guy standing on top <laughs> of the mountains. He out there blowing the, <laughs> yeah, little, blowing the horn. 
<laughs> that's that's what it's like. <laughs> that's what it's like when you slop those beans out there, man. Those cats just come running. It's just slopping the hog, boys. I'm telling you, well, they can't resist them old soybeans. Yeah. Now you did continue to make soybeans while you were down, did you? If so, oh yeah, I got a whole line of them out here, five gallon <laughs> bucket stacked all the way in the line. Holy cow! And the neighbors say, "What about that?" They don't say too much. <laughs> they don't say too much because they're yeah, busy choking. <laughs> you you bow down to the cat man is what you do. So yeah, we had a heck of a day fishing, man. I mean, they was all the way up to eighteen pounds. Ooh, man, that's good fighting size there. Oh shoot, boy! I tell you what, they they was having a hoot of a time. Yeah, now were they local people? Uh, yeah, this guy, he, uh, worked at the marina at, uh, Pomona Lake, and it was this boy, and, uh, the boss called me and told me, he goes, hey, it's imperative these boys catch fish, and I go, oh boy, pressure's on. Oh, yeah, thanks a <laughs> and, bunch. And it's imperative that they have a really, really good time, because they're really good workers, so, I, you know, I was out there with them, man, we no sooner got tied up to the trees, and it was on, boy, I mean, they, they didn't stop until it was time over. That's kind of like when uh, you get married, they say, death do us part. You just cross your fingers. Uh, you know, oh, okay. I, yeah, what time is it? I kind of hope that's true. <laughs> that's That puts a lot of pressure on a guy, though, you know? And oh, it's, man, the water was hot, too. I mean, was just it? hot to touch. And, you know, when it's like that, that bait just, just, just spreads out, boy, just like an oil flick. Did you kind of feel like you are going on a date for the first time when you climbed on the tuna tub? Oh, man, I... I had the fever. <laughs> had it bad. Now, now, since then, have you fished other than uh, Banner Creek? No, I have not. I've, I'm, I'm going back to Banner until I just wear myself out. Oh, wow. Now, uh, have you rescheduled all of the uh, the trips that you had lined up before the demise of the tuna tub? No, and I'm still rescheduling, man. I got a stack of papers six Six feet high, I swear. Yeah. Now we've 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 got some stations in the northern climbs like Michigan and Minnesota and so forth. Does that uh, punch bait work in the colder waters, or does it have to well, be more like reservoirs? You know, you can catch them, you know, in colder water, but they're not. If if it's not as good as bait as it would be if the water was good and warm. I mean, it's, it's what I say, kind of. Warm. <laughs> I like that. Thank you. Or boot warm. How warm? <laughs> ah, just warm. Everyone knows that. I'm, I'm, I'm sure everyone's is the same degree, I would hope. Well, not if I'm <laughs> I know it. Jeez, oh, Pete. You know, well, we, if you ever your pants, you know what I'm talking about. I have, actually. I so have, have I. And we're I have, including this morning. Yeah, I haven't wet the bed since I'm 38, okay? So, He's I, now 38 and a half. Mr. Cat Daddy, if we do want to get out with you and just rejoice that the tuna tub, man, she's breathing again. She's on the water. She's floating. She's happy. Uh, and she's bringing in the cats. If we want to book a trip with you, where do we have to head to online? www.catdaddyguideservices.com. You better. If you'd like to send Cat Daddy an email, send it to catdaddy underscore one at msn.com. That's right. Send him an email, not a urine sample. Okay. <laughs> Very important. <laughs> All right. Uh, unless you have to take it somewhere. Yes, unless you have to take it somewhere. But this has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop on line, check them out. Yamahamotorsports.com. Mr. Cat Daddy, you're legend. We love you, buddy. You know, I told them fish, I'll be back. <laughs> Stay right there. The Revolution with Jim and Trav will return right after these messages. 
How would you like to save up to $500 on your next vacation package? Any vacation package anywhere in the world. Just call Superior Travel and mention the code RADIO and save up to $500. We'll design a custom, fantastic vacation just for you. With all the bells and whistles. Not some cookie-cutter vacation, but a unique, all-included vacation customized by one of our exclusive travel experts. And our service is completely free. You pay nothing more. So why waste your time? Let us do it for you. We've got over 100 years of travel experience to help create the perfect trip for you. Call now and learn how to save up to $500 on your next custom vacation. Pick up the phone, call Superior Travel, and use the code word RADIO. 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. That's 800-570-9631. It's time to reimagine the off-road experience because Yamaha has reimagined this side-by-side. Available in either two or four seat models, the Wolverine R-Max 1000 lineup sets a new benchmark in the off-road world. Featuring a 999cc parallel twin engine, aggressive tires, and an automotive style cabin. And select models include high-performance Fox IQS in-cab adjustable suspension, all-new D-Mode to optimize power delivery, an integrated Yamaha Adventure Pro navigation system, and much more. Visit Yamaha Motorsports.com to learn more about the Wolverine R-Max 1000. It's time to get out there and realize your adventure with Yamaha. Professional driver on closed course. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. Vehicle specifications subject to change. Great show, everyone. We just got to get out of here. Man, this is it. Oh, no. This sounds serious and real. This concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. What the hell are you still doing here? Don't forget to drop the boys some feedback and stay in touch at JimandTrav.com. Hey, what a great show this week. Old Dave McElroy. What a great guy he is. Uh, and then, of course, Scott Laseth. Uh, what can you say about him? And finally, Cat Daddy. Great, great deal. His toilet tuna tub is back. Yeah, I thought you were going to say his toilet is back. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's this backed up. <laughs> this was a great show, Jimbo Lesword. Get out there. It's uh, it's getting close. You know, we're less than 30 days away from the opening of Dove season. September 1st here in Kansas. Uh, so get outdoors this week and take some kids with you. Hammer home firearm safety and just make sure you recreate as a family. We will return next week, boys and girls. Thank you so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Peace out. God bless. We love you. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.